It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. Oh, bonsoir, Simon. How are you this evening? Well, I'm better. I'm better. Thanks for asking. I had a little incident with my dentist. Yeah, really? So, yeah, not like Let's that. Let's talk about not, it. Not, 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 not a romantic. Oh, no, this I have a, sounds like an adult movie waiting to happen. Not at all. No, no, no. But thank God I was able to see. Have you ever had a, a, a crown cracked? No, I yeah. never have. I did. So gra- gracefully. Painful? Not gracefully. Gratefully. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not so painful. It's just very annoying because it gets very sharp. So anyway, story short, I went this afternoon. My dentist is wonderful. I was able to fix that. And you know how you feel so much better when... You know, because I'm a phobic guy, so anything that goes wrong with my health, I just freak out. Yeah. So once everything is back in order, you just feel, ah. Are you hypochondriac? Oh, yes. Really? Oh, do you yes. always think something's wrong with you? No, no, no. Only when something is wrong. Do you ever go online when you think something's wrong and start Googling and then you feel like you have, like, you know. That's what I do half the Everything day. bad? No, You're kidding. like, oh, no, I have breast cancer. And whoa, no, like, I have this, that, the other thing. Uh, I don't think about breast cancer. <laughs> I know. But, <laughs> but I'm just saying, other, like, I freak out yeah. if I start you to do, read. You do like that you hypochondriac um i'm not a hypochondriac but if there is something wrong with me i make the mistake of always going online and reading about it and finding out that i could die one way or another when it's really nothing so but i'm glad you're feeling better you look good thank you you like my yeah well once i'm all relaxed you know are you wearing a monogrammed shirt with your initials on it you know it's a whole school because in paris uh they they monogram your shirt by in case you lose it at somebody's house and they know (laughs) it and and, and did you know in america they monogram your 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 uh what do you call this hand uh, yeah the wrist the wrist yeah in in, in france on you on your breast oh well that, so that's why it's here. I, I want to get your initials we'll on my a, breast as well. That, <laughs> that sounds nice. I don't know if Jason would like that. Maybe we'll take a picture of my initial. We can yeah, show the website what, what we're talking about. Yes, it is. All right, cool. Well, we're going to talk about the ooh-la-la, love, romance, dating, all of it. When we come back, I want to talk about Married at First Sight. I love that TV show. Yes, me uh, too. Yeah, it's on Lifetime now, and I want to talk about that whole scenario. Uh, marriage is based on nothing. Like, you arrange marriages. Let's talk about that next on The Rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we're talking about arranged marriages because I love this show, Married at First Sight, yeah, Simon. Yeah, I do too. It used to be on the FYI channel. Now they flipped it over to Lifetime. Which is my channel. That's your channel. That's right. Yep. In Bed, in bed with, with Simon. Simon. Every Tuesday night. Those are like my two favorite channels. I do watch all the shows. Thank but you. Married at First Sight, I love. My husband loves it. It's one of those must-see TV things for us. What do you love about it? I just love the awkwardness between <laughs> yeah, these right. couples. It's kind of uncomfortable to watch. And at the same time, I am I do find myself rooting for them because I want to believe that they found love in a hopeless place. <laughs> not really, but that they found love on Married at First Sight because um, it's just not something that's common in this country. In France, do they have arranged marriages? No, not that no. I know. They- Married at First Sight? Not since 1789 when the kings and the queens... Yeah, then that was arranged. Yeah, at the time we used to arrange, you know, marriages, but not anymore, no. And I wonder how, you know, I always wonder how they work and, you know, how awkward it is on the first night and that whole dynamic. (laughs) Apparently there's some pros, some positives of arranged marriages. Okay. Um, Finding that person, um, it says it ensures a future, the stress and the pressure of finding someone... You don't have to worry about that anymore because the dating life eh, can get tired, right? True. Okay, so so no more pressure there. Right. Uh, it's a family affair. The families of the spouses are deeply involved in choosing the partner for their family member. Like a lot of cultures, a lot of religions, they'll select the person that they think is best for their kid. And 
but I would never leave it to my parents to choose my mate, though. They would have really screwed it up. I want to just know, what kind of guy do you oh, think your parents God. would have fixed you up with? They would have fixed me up. You know, I'm 100% Serbian. They would have loved for me to be with a Serbian Serbians, man. Yeah. But Serbian men are very, there's a lot of machismo going on there. Very macho. I don't know that I would be allowed to do and be who I am in that marriage. So it would be... Yeah, I'd feel it. stifled, I think. Um, <laughs> they say that love grows, and that's the exciting part of an arranged marriage. Many of the people who are married through arranged marriages don't begin in love, obviously, because you've never even met this person. So that whole process, I, I guess, would be exciting, mm -hmm. do you think? It's just like dating, but you can't get out. I would feel like it just got sentenced to prison, honestly. <laughs> really? Personally, if I had to do that. Because, listen, for guys married at first sight, it's at sight. Okay, so let's say you look at somebody, you're mm -hmm. not attracted. Well, you might have a great friend. It doesn't mean you're going to have a great wife. Right. So, you know, I just think it, it's a great show. It's a lot of fun, and I love the awkwardness of all it. I personally think it would be like being locked up with somebody I don't know. I do too, because let's talk about how they have these experts, you know, and, and on paper— mm -hmm. You know, all these couples that they arrange look like they would be perfect together. They usually come from similar backgrounds, similar religion. They have similar interests or, you know, things from their past that make them compatible. Yes. But that's all on paper. And you can't account for that face-to-face -face chemistry and that spark, right? I, that's it. That's where the magic is. It's never on the paper. It's always face-to-face. -face. It's like looking at a celebrity in a magazine and um, you think you have attraction, that attraction, and then you meet them in person. Right. And it's not the same. I, I wonder if it's like that a lot for people that do online dating. I know you've done it before. You yeah, only yeah. see the picture, really. You only know what they look like, and that's your first thing. But then you maybe meet them out for a date, and you're like, oh. That, yeah, exactly. And then sometimes on picture, uh, they don't look as good as in reality because the charm right. doesn't express itself on the picture. A charming woman, it's hard to be charming on a picture. The charm is... You know, the energy, the smile, the laugh, the right. sound, the music of your voice. But see, it seems like on this Married at First Sight show that the couples, when they are meeting each other for the first time walking down the aisle, you always see a bit of a spark because I feel like they're both attractive usually. And so they seem compatible there. They seem compatible on paper. But then you really get to know somebody and their bad habits and all that veil is gone. Well... Because most of us are a bit crazy, right? Yeah. So the craziness, the makeup cracks after, you know, a certain amount of time. Right. For everybody. The newness. And once, yeah, the newness goes away, people say infatuation lasts only 18 months. Really? Yeah, that's the study. 18 months. After that, reality, you know, wakes up. Okay. So then after that, makes up cracked, and you see who you really what, with. What you're dealing with, Would you for agree real. with that? 18 months? I would probably agree with that. I mean, I'm not infatuated with my husband the way I was, but I'm in love with him. It's just, yeah. It just evolves into something else. In love to really love someone also. Right. I don't think you love the first month. You are in love. You know, and, you're infatuated. Yeah. And like, and yeah. In, in love. Because and then in, and then you love somebody. Okay, well, let's keep talking about this. I think it's so interesting. Married at first mm -hmm. sight. That whole concept. When we come back on the rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie talking love, dating, romance, and now talking arranged marriages. Yes. Because I'm obsessed with that show, Married at First Sight on <laughs> Lifetime. I love it. My husband loves it, too. We both asked each other if we were still single, would we go on that show? And? He said he would. He said, Come on. And I, I think I would, too. If I was at that point where I'm, I was so frustrated with the dating scene and I wanted to get married and I wanted to have a family— I would probably resort to any means 
And I think I might try it. You know, you only live once. Who knows what can happen? But right. they, and they also say that uh, arranged marriages globally, the divorce rate is only six point three percent. But maybe really? I think maybe that's because you have so much pressure culturally, maybe to stay. Are together. they counting some other countries in the world, or the, he, the, the whole world? Oh well, because there's some countries that don't have divorce. Let's they don't allow that. it. And yeah. If, she, if a poor woman wants to get out, she gets you know hurt or, or rejected right. or shamed. So her family that's why. shame. Yeah. In America, I would like to know what the number is. It's probably the same as it is for regular marriage. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> if not more. What about the people that are arranged, Simon, and maybe they're not physically attracted right off the bat? There's nothing they can do about it. They have to stay. Do you feel like physical attraction can grow over time or is that just love and not really physical attraction? Um, I think that for women, yes. Physical attraction can grow over time. I think for men, it's a bit more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, it usually goes the other way around. Right. From high to low, not from right. low to high. We men, it goes from low to high. So We I, can find something about you in your personality that makes you more attractive. i give you one character trait. Strength and reliability. So if you figure out your boyfriend is very strong in life mm-hmm. and protects you, mm-hmm. that may create in, in a woman's heart the desire, right? Yeah. So... But I don't know if that's the same for men. I would say no. Well, I want to talk about that, the, uh, you know, finding something attractive or finding a person more attractive. Like, what makes them more attractive if they're not physically your type? When we come back on The Rendezvous. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We've been talking about arranged marriages because of Married at First Sight, the TV show. And talking about how people, you know, in these arranged marriages, you don't get to see the person. So can you find somebody... More physically attractive as time goes on. And I know, Simon, you said for women, yes. For men, it's a little more difficult. Yes, men have visuals. Yeah, I think I've dated men in the past that maybe if I saw them on the street and didn't know anything about them or know them at all, I wouldn't be like, ooh, that guy, that's the one. But then when you talk to them, there's something about their confidence Confidence is such a turn-on for women with men, and I think it will make anybody look more attractive because they believe in themselves, so you believe it. You know, if they believe that they're everything and they're great and they got it going on, it we believe it. I, I, listen, that's why there's so many groupies at Rockstar concerts, yeah. right? That yes, goes. yes. That's why somebody stole my girlfriend at the Gun and Roses concert years ago. <laughs> that's why, and, and Rod Stewart. Yeah, so... It's not because they look so good. It's not because they're so charming. Confidence and fame. And and also... Swag, yes. I I love seeing when a man is really takes pride in what he does for a living when he's really good at it and he's really commanding in his in his job or his his career. It's kind of a turn on as well. Yeah. You feel like you're with a boss. (laughs) (laughs) Whereas, you know, if you see Ed Sheeran walk down the street, I might not be like, oh, my God, I need to get with that ginger right now. Who's Ed Sheeran? You know, Ed Sheeran, the singer Ed Sheeran. I don't know him. He's got orange hair. He's really big from England. No, nope, never heard of him. Not familiar. <laughs> yeah, not. Trust me. Sorry, if you no. saw him walking down the street, Simon, you wouldn't be like, "I need to get with that." But you watch him on stage with his guitar, and then you're like, "Oh, okay. I kind of like the ginger." Ah, All right. the magic guitar. <laughs> All right. When we come back, uh, we're gonna play date or, or dump. dump. We'll tell somebody if they should stay in their relationship or get out. That's coming up on the rendezvous.
You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. I am Bonsoir. Angie Taylor. Yes, hello. Hey, I want everybody to get to our website, Simon, and Angie.com. Yes. Lots of cool stuff to see on there, especially the J-Lo giveaway. Yes, we want to send you to see J-Lo in, in Vegas. Vegas. I just saw her on TV this morning. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. She's so beautiful. And you get to meet her in person. See all that beauty up close. So you go on our website, SimonAndAngie.com, and you could enter there. You get to see Jennifer Lopez, All I Have. That's her residency at the Access at Planet Hollywood. Uh, round trip airfare for two. You and your boo, you and your bestie. <laughs> two nights stay at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Tickets to see the show. And also the meet and greet backstage with J-Lo. So get on our website. Lots of goodies up there. But now it is time, Simon. Yes. And you can also do date or dump if you want to send us an email for date, date. Or dump. dump. Okay, let's go to this. Kira from New Brunswick, New Jersey says, Hey, Simon and Angie. Hey. The guy I'm dating has a huge picture of his mom on his bedroom wall. It's so strange, but he's really a nice guy other than that. But I can't get over how weird it is. Should I date or dump him? Simon, I have to say that this actually happened to me one time. Oh, really? Yep. Um, I was with a guy, and uh-huh. we were in his room doing adult things, and I looked over at his nightstand, and he had a picture of his mom on his nightstand. And her looking <laughs> at me, doing the things I was doing, made me feel real bad about myself. It freaked me out. <laughs> so what do you think about having the picture of mom in the bedroom? I think it's it's silly, but I would not give up on someone for that right. reason. Right. Uh, my best friend's in... Paris, he has the picture of his dad who uh, passed in the bedroom. Okay. Not in the living room, in the okay. bedroom. So she sees the picture of mom. He, of, no, his dad. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, when they're. So the wife. Yeah. yeah. But, and they're wonderful. But, so I think that in, I agree with you, Angie, it's kind of strange. It's cre- a little, cre- yeah. It's the a living room cre- is much better for that. Much better. Much better. But if it's a great guy, I would say date. I would say date as well. I continued to date the guy See? with. Well, he was really amazing. Like he was amazing. Like how? Well, you know, oh, in the ooh la la. Yes, and ooh so la I, la. I thought, you know what? I can just turn the picture turn around what? toward oh. the wall or something during that time. But at, don't throw out, you know, ninety nine percent good for one thing that is bad. I agree hundred percent. So we, we say, agree. We agree. We say date. date. Continue to date. And, you know, maybe eventually that big picture of mom will make its way out to the living room or something, right? Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. Okay. When we come back, more on love, romance, dating. We're going to talk all about it. We'll take a phone call or two. uh, 855-905-8255. That's a number to call for The Rendezvous if you need any advice. We'll be back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We were just talking about this date or dump where Kira said that the guy she's dating has a big picture of mom in the bedroom. It kind of freaks her out. Have you ever been in a woman's room, Simon, and looked around and thought, that's so strange. Maybe it's a turnoff. Is there anything like that that's happened to you? You know what? It's funny you say that. Yes. Uh, just a couple of times, to be honest. Um Stuffed animals from the past laying on the bed next Stuffed to the pillow. Stuffed animals for a grown woman is always strange to me. Isn't it? Yes. You know, I mean, Unless it's like something she grew up with, but why right on the bed? Can you put it like somewhere? She, she slept with it. So, oh. so, and then I end up in the night. I told her we have, we, it was a monkey. I said, we can't have this stuffed monkey between you and I. And she took it really badly. She said, oh, you know, my parents gave it to me when I was 
And I said, well, but you know. You, you say, I will be your stuffed you monkey. Th you're yeah. 38, <laughs> and I was 40. It's just the whole thing. So that was really, it's not erotic. And number two, you know, of course, all the pictures we talked about. And another thing happened to me is that, you know, I was at uh, my girlfriend's house at the time, and I only had one T-shirt, and anyway, the T-shirt got all like, crazy so i asked her do you have any t-shirts well mine won't fit you but i've got my ex-boyfriend t-shirt no yeah and i said i looked at it and i no. i was kind of and i said did you did you clean it before still she even if said, it was clean I, I, I wouldn't want to but you know i had to wear it yeah you have nothing else yeah and, and I, was, I was getting cold stuff like that um what's what's the biggest turn off is anything that remind the, the, the childhood I, when we are adults yeah you know having stuff in the bed that is from the childhood yeah i don't think that's a good idea well my husband and i don't keep a television in our room i know a lot of people have tv in get their, out of here we don't because when we got married that was our agreement because the bedroom is for sleeping and for and ooh -la -la. Ooh -la -la. and we want to keep it that way we don't want to you know fall really, asleep watching tv and then we forget to do the ooh -la -la. you think that would impact I think it has a difference. I think it does make a difference. I think we would go to bed watching TV every night. But let's talk about a couple more things because there's yeah. I, have, I have some more. When we come back on The Rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about things you don't want to have in your bedroom, uh, the ooh-la-la room, because yes. maybe it's a turn-off. You mentioned uh, stuffed animals is I, not good. I mentioned ex uh, T-shirts. So yeah, ex, you know. anything of your exes, that's probably not a good idea. I, uh, My husband and I agreed not to have a TV because we want to focus on what we should be focusing on in that room. I was surprised that would take so much of your attention that you would not well, I don't think engage it would in ooh-la-la. Yeah, I don't think it would take our attention. I think, though, we would often go to the TV, that would be like maybe sometimes the first thought instead of what it, you know, I want I it to it. be. Um, I dated somebody once who had their office also set up in the corner of their bedroom and it was really distracting for him because he was constantly thinking about work. He kept running over to his desk to answer emails because he could hear it ping, ping, ping. So that was really distracting and I don't think he ever really relaxed. So I would say that's probably not good. Mm -hmm. And I don't like it when people have workout equipment in their bedroom. Why? I mean, who cares? Like a treadmill or something like that what because, do you mind be, well because i just it doesn't feel like romantic sexy to me it feels like i have something i have to do like i have ah, you know okay. like it's it's on my I checklist that. of stuff to do during the day like I oh I, I didn't work out yet so i'm gonna do that in here i don't know so and no family pictures uh, in the bedroom. Family pictures? Um, no, I don't think I no. have any family pictures. I have a picture of me and my husband, but that's yeah. But yeah that's it. No, I that's agree. That's what it's supposed to be. I agree. The family pictures are all uh, living room in the garage. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but just I try to keep it <laughs> what it's supposed to be. I mean, there's a million other rooms in your house. I just feel like. That's the room for two things. One last question about that: uh, If you and Jason want to put a poster and you don't agree on the poster, who wins? Um, or a picture, or like a, piece a painting of or something. Yeah, that, um, the the good thing with us is we both have very similar tastes in art and things like that, and we also have similar huge. taste in decor and how we want to decorate. That is huge. So we are lucky that way. But if he, you know, I was dating a guy and he wanted to put up like a Bud Light neon in our bedroom, I would have a problem with that. So. I understand. <laughs> Let's take some calls when we come back. Yeah. Okay. People need some advice. We're gonna go to the phones eight five five nine zero five eight two five five when we return on the rendezvous. Welcome back to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Hello, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, Angie Taylor. Bonsoir. We are giving Bonsoir. out advice like it's candy tonight, love, romance, dating, whatever you like. Please call and we'll chat with you. Let's go yep. to the phones right now. Des Moines, Iowa, on the line we have Art. Hey, Art. Hey, guys. How are you? 
Good. You're good. How you doing, Art? I'm all right. I need a little advice. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Cool. Uh, well, my girlfriend's been giving me kind of a hard time. Uh, she went through my entire list of friends on Facebook and picked out a, a, a number of people that she wanted me to unfriend. Uh-oh. And pretty much all of them were women, attractive girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah. So, well, what did you do? What did you say? Well, I, I explained that I've, I've, I know the people, and just because they're attractive doesn't mean anything. And she said that makes her feel insecure, and she doesn't really see why it should be a problem if that's what she wants. But I'm kind of not digging it. I don't like being controlled, and she, sh- she should trust me. So, mm, Simon, what do you think? Well, I think um, I would do a compromise there. Maybe I would erase some. Uh, because what matters is the girl you're with now. So th- those mm. people you can explain, you can make, you know, I, d- I w- it depends how much you love this this girl. It depends how much you're in love, right? Because if you're not in love, if you don't see a future, then don't delete those those women, these women. If you're really in love and you want to give a chance to true love and a future, delete them all. I mean, because what matters now is who you're with now. And if that woman feels, you know, more comfortable. Now, it's a one-time thing. Like you said, you can't be controlled and next time. But I think with certain women uh, who are a bit less secure than others, we have to show that we understand their fear, mm. their insecurity, and be humane and, and understanding, Angie. So mm. I would, it depends how, how, uh. much, how much you love her. I mean, how much do you <laughs> want to be with her? I mean, I really love her, but at the same uh, time, I mean, it's not like they've been girls that I've been with or anything. They're like girls yeah. I'm school with. That was going to be that, that was going to be one of my questions is if any of these were exes. Simon, I have to disagree with you on that because okay. I feel I feel like this can be the tip of the iceberg in relationships if you start making these kind of demands like delete this girl cuz she's hot and so now I have to because you're insecure, I have to delete friendships, I have to, you know, like break ties with people maybe I've known or people that I work with and, and offend people by unfriending them because you are jealous. It does. It does not fair to art. But but I understand. The thing is, if it was me, and I find my true love, I will explain to each friend and delete why I'm doing it, and we can be friends later. Oh, and then I, I think ne- see that's, that's the other thing. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to say that to anybody because then they look at me like, w- are you crazy? Like, why are you with this woman? Like, she, it, it's it's don't because you think Simon? It's a form of control on her part, it, and this it, is just the start. It, it's a yes, but it's a form of insecurity. But insecurity is a pain, and unless she goes to therapy, it's not going to change. So there but you go. You, right, How but if you're in love with somebody, if you're in love with somebody, and you want to give a chance to true love and and one day have a family, you have to also give in some stuff, and then go to therapy, and then you can you know b- bring your friends back on Facebook. It all depends mm. how much you want to be with the person. Yes, it is controlling. Yes, it is silly. But I see it as a reflection of a pain inside of her, and she's asking you for your help and support. Then you decide. I, I, I Listen, I agree with Simon about the therapy part for sure. For sure, I think that, that that would be helpful because clearly she's got some trust issues. I don't know if she's been hurt by men in the past, cheated on. Is that the case, Art? I don't really know. 
You you never you what never you explored that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's something there that is making her really insecure. That it, she's got some trust issues. So I think that you could benefit from. And since you did tell Simon that you were in love with her, you guys could benefit from some therapy together. But I really would I really would not start making those. Uh, concessions in your life because you you have to have some some parameters like some boundaries of people need to be respected here and I, I it's know, disrespectful Angie. it's not disrespectful it's psychologically based it's just it, it's a pain she has we have to respect yes. each other's pain at the beginning but if but i mean it's I, logically you're right angie mm-hmm. uh but in a lifetime that is only one-way ticket if you find true love Nothing else matters because it's hard to find. You can always, you know, refriend people. So that's why it's a one life is one way ticket. There's no round trip. And finding yeah. love is a one time in your life. That's well, up to uh, you, Art. Yeah, Art, he is right about that. I mean, true love is very hard to find. Find it where you can find it. Try to save it if you can. So I would suggest therapy for sure. Okay, cool. Thank All right. you, guys. Okay. Yep. I'm going to send you a friend request, and so make sure you click yes, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm playing. I'm playing. Good luck to you, Art, Good and your girlfriend. You, yes. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. More Rendezvous when we come back. We're back on the Rendezvous. We just talked to Art, who called in. He wanted advice because his girlfriend wants him to le- to delete all the women from his Facebook page. Yeah. Not even, like, even any woman. Like, girls he works with, girls he's just friends with, mm-hmm. all of them. And you thought it's a good idea maybe to do it and make her happy? Well, I thought, yeah. I thought that it's a good idea because happy wife, happy life, and... At, or at least some compromise. But I, I would prefer, I would be on her side and say, if it really makes her that upset, Angie, right. what's the point? Do you feel like it's um, a sign of how controlling she's going to be in the future, though? I feel like sometimes in those situations, she's giving him a sneak peek into what's to come. Because if it's starting now already with a Facebook page, and that's extreme because he could offend some people at work or something, don't you think down the road maybe she's going to be controlling in other ways because it worked this time, so why wouldn't it work with, no, you can't go out with the guys. No, you can't wear that when we go out. It's a great question, Angie. So yes, it's probably a red flag or an orange flag, or um, it means that it's a give and take. So you give that away mm-hmm. and she comes down and you might one day ask for something also a bit crazy. Yeah. And, and yeah. so then it's like what I call a compromise because you each give away things. Right. My idea was that if you give her that happiness and peace of mind, one day he might want to ask her for something, something in return that she might find ridiculous, but for him will be better. So in life, I like to to, to trade mm-hmm. a favor for another one. Mm-hmm. Have I, you ever asked Jason for something like that? Like no, but I have been in relationships where there's a lot of control. Mm-hmm. I was in one relationship. I want to tell you about when we come back. Okay, cool. Where I want to hear. He yeah. was super controlling, and maybe if you were ever in that situation, you could tell us about it when we come back on the rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we're talking about controlling relationships. Yes. I've been in a controlling relationship before. Mm -hmm. Um, I was with a guy one time where we were at a party and one of my exes was at this party. We didn't know he was going to be there. Mm -hmm. This guy I was dating at the time was particularly jealous of this ex because this ex was really good looking, very successful, but we weren't together anymore. And I was very much into the person I was dating. Okay. He insisted that I told my ex that I have moved on and that I was with him now and to not call, not try to contact, which he wasn't anyway. 
And I thought that was so strange. Like, why? It, it was almost like he was peeing on his fire hydrant like a dog. Like, he was trying to show ownership. And I felt like the fire hydrant, you know? I get, I so, I didn't like it. Um, it's, long story short, that relationship did not work out because he was so controlling in other ways. Yeah. What I wore... Uh, who I was with. He always had to know where I was at every moment of the day. It was exhausting. Have you ever been with a woman that was really controlling, needed to know this, that, and everything? Yes, I have. I, the Sometimes what I found, but it's hard with me because I'm pretty chill and also I don't really give in much on those control things. So, But um, I felt stuck too many times, Angie. Really? Stuck on the social media. Uh-huh. Uh, and so, why did she say that? What do you say that? And even like, uh, even though you married, some you know people say, "Oh, what's going on with Angie at night? What are you doing?" So really, stuff like that. P- people and, think there's something going on with us. Sometimes, well, hey. I, I tell them no. So, but, no. but I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. spend every night with Angie. So yeah, yeah. I said, it's and, exhausting when people are always checking what you're doing, who you're it, with. It, it really is. So stuff like that. But yeah. uh, controlling, I just I don't attract controlling people. Good. I think yeah. That's so good. I don't suffer from that much. Right. Well, I want to talk more about controlling people in relationships it happens a lot mm-hmm. and then you just get so sucked up in it that you don't realize that you're being controlled sometimes manipulated right let's talk more about those relationships when we come back welcome back to the rendezvous with simon and angie so we've been talking about these controlling jealous mm-hmm. toxic relationships i don't know how we got on it but we are on it now because i think we've all been in one relationship where we feel like we're really compromising yeah. who we are and, and our values and what we want in a relationship because you get so sucked into somebody controlling you. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that you don't like people, you know, breathing down your neck all day. Where are you? Exactly. And, and, the, and the social media stalking that sometimes uh, women have dated go on forever, even asking you, asking me questions about us at night or if it's jealous, whoever. It's just, you have to trust. No trust, no love. Right. But you said, we're just talking about affair for a second and you said you had a crazy toxic relationship oh, to tell us about. The worst And you've learned so much about it. So, so tell me and tell us what, yeah, what was that about. The worst relationship ever uh, I, that I was in for way too long. I was being so manipulated and I didn't even realize it. I guess that's the that's the thing about manipulation. You don't know right. how how bad it is until you're away from it and you get some space. And then you're like, oh my God, what was I thinking? But I was in a relationship with a guy who was... Great most of the time. And I hate when people say that. Like, he's great most of the time. Well, he should be great all the time. But he <laughs> he was great most of the time, which probably made it harder for me to leave because all I was thinking about was how much fun we had, the good yeah. times, the ooh-la-la was great, he was gorgeous. <laughs> but he was so controlling to the point where, you know, I told the story earlier, he wouldn't let me go out of the house with certain clothes on. He didn't want me to attract all that attention. However... You know, like that's and you put up with that. That's the thing that attracted him to me. You know, but yes, and the, it, but he convinced me. That's the the crazy of manipulation. He convinced me somehow, and he was so slick the way he talked and the way he presented it that everything was my fault. So I really believed those things for a while. So we dated for a while. We ended up, you know, I ended up finally waking up and and leaving. And I was on the radio at the time. I was doing mornings in Minneapolis, and yeah. I'll never forget as long as I live. You know, I was talking on the air about how my relationship was over. I wasn't really getting into big detail. I'm just like, it's over. Because they knew I was in a relationship and I'm very Uh open. Uh I'm like, it's over. It ended. So he called my boss because he heard me on the air talking about how we broke up. He called my boss and demanded to be let on my show to tell his side of the story. 
And I was like, this is not a presidential election. You don't get equal time. Get your own radio show. I just, like, that's what kind of controlling person he was. I was always walking on eggshells because... What were you afraid of? Um, I don't know. I was afraid of losing him, I guess. I, at that point in my life, I was very lonely. Um, I worked all day. I didn't have a boyfriend. My family was doing their own thing. I was single. And so... He was doing something for me at the time, but then I realized what I learned was that I was being manipulated, that I am stronger, that I don't need that, and that was a control thing. It wasn't a love thing. And she, just for if women are listening to right now, and and what what when you said I was being manipulated, mm -hmm. but was it the fear of being dumped? Was it the fear of being alone? Alone. So it that was, was the weak side in you that mm -hmm. accepted the unacceptable. Yes. For me, at that time in my life, I thought being with him would be better than being alone, even though it was horrible and toxic and taking... That's the yeah, message to take from that. It was taking such a toll on my self-esteem and on everything in my life. My family was mad at me because they knew he was wrong. My friends didn't want to speak to me because they couldn't stand him. How they long the whole relationship last? Probably a year. A yeah, whole year? A whole year. And... Out of the whole year, how long was it really bad? How long was it really good? Uh, it was really bad maybe the last few months, but it was sprinkled with bad stuff all the way yeah. throughout. And yeah. I just was too too far in to see sometimes. How did you end up? Just it's over? You, you, I just, you know, sometimes you just wake up and you're like, I'm so sick of going through this day after day and feeling this way. And it was, it's, I think like anything that's bad in your life that you keep going through. And then sometimes you just wake up one day and you're like, I'm done. I am done. That's it. Whether it's an addiction, whether it's a, a relationship, whether it's a job that's toxic for you, like one day you're just like, I don't care anymore. I'm done with this. I can't. Totally. So free at last. Yes, free at last. Some of us takes longer than others. That was way too long. <laughs> but hey, when we come back, I want to tell you how you can go see J Lo. Ah, We're totally switch gears in Las Vegas. Vegas. Yes, Vegas, baby. When we come back on the rendezvous. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie in the Ooh La La studios. We had a good time tonight. We had a great night tonight. Talking about arranged marriages that married at first sight. The controlling relationships got that got deep. Yeah. Uh, but you did have a good Simon Says in that. Uh, thanks, Angie. I, I just said being alone is always healthier than being with the wrong person. So much healthier. So much healthier. Being alone is always being alone is always healthier than being with the wrong person. That's right. Being that alone, has ruled my life. Yeah, being alone can't last forever, but being with the wrong person forever, oof, that's no fun. But listen, I want to tell everybody to get to the website. Yes. Because we uh, are making sure that you are not alone in Las Vegas with <laughs> whoever you want to take with you. We have a trip for two to go see Jennifer Lopez. It's the All I Have Planet Hollywood Residency at the Axis, and we want you to enter. So get to our website, simonandangie.com. You get a trip for two, round-trip airfare, two-night stay at Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino, tickets to the show, and the best part, you get to go backstage and see J-Lo. Oh, la la, Jenny from the block. Jenny from the block. You get to meet her. You get to, I don't know, play with her hair, look at her dewy skin and her beautiful face and that booty. No, I'm sorry. I went somewhere else. <laughs> but anyway, there's a lot of great stuff. So you can enter there. We also take all your emails if you need advice, anything like that. we got some great videos up there, too, yes. right now. Yeah, we do. There's a few of you. Yeah. Well, the one of my bag, my big bag that I take to work I, every I day, it. it's like carrying 
a, a, a an anchor for a boat, like carrying this thing around it, every it's day. It's something, this bag. I couldn't believe everything that I pulled out of it. It was like watching clowns come out of a clown car. Don't it say just, anything. Check out the video, SimonEngie.com. Yes, yes. What is in Angie's bag? It's ridiculous. Fascinating. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. We'll talk to you next time on The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. For The Rendezvous, Jennifer Lopez, All I Have, Las Vegas Sweepstakes, No Purchase Necessary. Void in Alaska, Hawaii, and where prohibited. Open to legal residents of the contiguous United States and District of Columbia, age 21 and older. Sweepstakes ends at 9.59 a.m. Eastern Time, April 30th, 2017. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.